Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Survivor After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Survivor After Show. I love that sound. Bing is for doing. We're here at AfterBuzz Studios doing another live after show for Survivor Season 25, Episode 11, Hell Hath Frozen Over. I'm your host, AJ Gibson, joined by my lovely co-host, Christina Cha. Hey, everyone. How you Survivor doing? One World. Yeah. And then we have another We Survivor. do have another Survivor. We actually have a champion, but first we have a super fan. Super fan. Justin Walter, how are you? Good. Excited to be here as always. Yes. And joining us from Survivor Season 12, Exile Island, Aris. Yes. Thanks did, for having me. Did I say that right? Perfect. <laughs> you may know him as Aris. <laughs> However, he is officially Otis. So let's, let's let's talk about that real quick. That's the actual pronunciation of your name, and Jeff never got it right. Why is that? I didn't tell Jeff that he was pronouncing it incorrectly. <laughs> and why didn't you tell him? <laughs> well, I think for a very long period of my my life, I was okay with being called Aris. Yeah. Because um, I just didn't want to correct people. And uh, <laughs> then the, the game started. Uh-huh. I think there was a, a period of time after that in my life where I did want to be called Otis, but Survivor came after that. Yeah. But I think I reverted to a five-year-old when the game started. I was so nervous. I was like, yeah, I'll just go by Aris. Cool. That's cool as long as I'm not getting voted out today. And it's Jeff Probst. Mm-hmm. You don't really... Yeah, he's... You don't correct Jeff Probst. He's a tough guy to correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about this episode, you guys. It's exciting, right? Yeah. These uh, episodes, I feel like they're getting better and better each week. I agree. Finally. Definitely. Oh, well, you didn't like the early episodes? No. Oh, I thought it was the best best season I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Wow. The last episode was pretty good. I mean, that's yeah. where it kind of draw the line to figure out who was going to end up with a certain alliance. You know, Lisa made a great proposition over to Penner, mm-hmm. and it kind of resulted to what it is now. I think we all got a little bit bored. I mean, Matt Singh lost, what, the first four or five oh, yeah, immunity challenges? Awesome. It was just so boring to watch a team get eliminated like that. Um, and we all kind of fell in love with early in the season, Malcolm and Denise. Yeah, absolutely. They got that great edit, and you knew they were going to stick around for a while because they got a lot of airtime those first episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to see them kind of maneuvering into the game now. Although they both kind of, uh, until tonight especially, kind of gone on, flown under the radar the last couple of episodes. Post-merge, post we've hardly seen Malcolm and Denise at all. It's been all about Lisa. Lisa and Abby. Which mm-hmm. I'm not complaining about. I, I'm liking that show. 
I love I the Lisa show. It's a good show. Lisa. I will watch Lisa on anything for the rest of my but life. But I agree. The season post-merge for me has been amazing. I have been looking forward to Wednesday nights. It's kind of reinvigorated my love for Survivor in terms of some of the past few seasons have been a little lackluster. But I agree. This has been an awesome season. And tonight's mm-hmm. episode, fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. So let's just get into this episode. We can't, we can't talk about this season without talking about Abby. <laughs> Abby is all over this episode again. Um, we all kind of have mixed emotions about her, you know, why she is the way she is. Some of us think, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of a cultural thing. You guys kind of disagree with me. Um, just so you know, our viewers and listeners on iTunes, or on iTunes and uh, YouTube agree with me, and so does Jeff Probst. But that's neither here nor <laughs> it's there. It's not cultural. Yeah. But, um, regardless, she is annoying, but she's kind of, she's, she's playing a different game the last couple of episodes. Um, since the big meltdown, she's kind of gone with it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of working for her. I loved her tonight. I thought from going from hating her last week to then rooting for her tonight and the move that she made, if we're going to jump into her move, the move that she made when she bought the the reward of the 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 hint for the next challenge or the advantage. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Let's, Amazing. Yes. I mean, that's whenever someone's down and out, it seems like, go figure, here's the survivor auction. Mm-hmm. You know there's going to be an advantage. They are smart. They hold their $500, and that's exactly what she did. But what I liked was what she did at... The were challenge when she had to reveal what the actual clue yes, said. Yes, and we're going to talk about that in yes. the challenge. But yeah. first, uh, let's talk about this this reward though, because mm-hmm. it is it's a classic. It's the Survivor auction. I you love got the you bought lasagna at yours. Is that correct? I didn't. You know, they didn't even show that in the edit. Actually, Otis and I were talking about there's certain things that you don't see during the auctions. Mm-hmm. You don't see everyone paying out certain things, and why did they bid out certain items, and why didn't they outbid so and so? For me, I couldn't outbid Troyzan because I bought lasagna beforehand, and that's why I didn't. I couldn't. And you spent, what, 80 bucks on lasagna? I spent $80 on lasagna. Mm. Let's be honest, so, you're just stupid, Christina. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> no, I didn't have the strategy no. behind it. You know, when you're starving and you have no food, you're like, I need fuel, I need oh, to. Of course. So, Christina, how many that. things went up for auction on your actual auction? Because I don't we think We had a lot of really stuff. Knows. Actually, you know, we had one of those things, like you can get a crab, or the other one was the, um, the hidden thing in the... <laughs> In the basket, and you had a choice to pick and choose. And I think it was like a crab, and the other one was, I don't think it was food. I think it was something else. Well, that happened a couple of times tonight with Carter. He got, he bid on things, and he had the option of either, say, you know, getting what, well, the first thing was food for himself of some sort, or like rice and beans. Baked potato. Yeah, baked potato, a loaded baked potato, or rice and beans for the tribe. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Carter, Carter was amazing in his, his, uh, Celebration about choosing for the tribe. <laughs> Carter is so sweet. He, I, I want to have Carter over for a meal, for a baked potato. I will have Carter over at my house and bake him that potato. He he, gen- he seems like a genuine person. I can't. I he bores the living daylights out of me. Um, I don't think he's said anything this entire season that makes me. He thought a, a pedicure was something that happened to your hands. I mean, I think he's just he's kind of a doofus. But he's, but he's a team player. Yeah, he is. And he's, he's actually he's actually a great individual player as well. He's come on strong the last couple of weeks in these immunity challenges. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of surprising, um, especially when you're doing things with ropes. And like I said last week, he's a little cross-eyed. And it's, oh, it's, my God. <laughs> you don't have to be cruel. I'm not being cruel. I mean, I'm sure he notices. Or maybe he doesn't notice. I don't, maybe he can't see that he's cross-eyed. Maybe his mom should tell him. But, um, no, I, he, he's likable. Um, he's just boring, I think. Yeah, um, he's, he's, not, he's not one of the more interesting characters on the show. But I think that when you have someone like Carter on, an, on a season that's chock-full with players, he's 
pivotal because then you can actually have somebody that's being manipulated and a manipulator as opposed to just a bunch of manipulators. Yeah. And then there's, you know. He's definitely the one who's getting manipulated. He's not manipulating. Yeah, 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 no. I I don't know if he's getting manipulated, but he's more of a follower. And that's important in these shows, too, because then you get dynamics. If you don't have dynamics, Mm -hmm. you don't have a show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He should have been in Boston Rob's season. They were full of those people. Yes. (laughs) Don't talk about Natalie Tenorelli. I love her. She's a good friend of mine. Um, (laughs) Manipulated. Um, But what I thought was interesting about this about the auction in the last couple of seasons I don't know about your season so much I can't really remember but they don't do a whole lot of like the terrible things anymore like ooh you're not I'm not going to tell you what you're bidding on right now and then it's like a steak or something like or a sandwich a deli sandwich I think Lisa Welch will won um, they're all great prizes no, this they time, were all food prizes yeah. they weren't like well actually ours we, there was like a crab and then some when, other when you say crab stuff. do you mean like a like cooked, a live no no like crab, a real like crab, a crab like a like a sand crab just like still crawling around with its pinchers out oh, there okay. and you look at it you're like what am I do with this thing. Well, in years past, they used to do things like we have like wild boar intestines. <laughs> and it, so you didn't the know what your survivor used yeah. to be. Yeah. <laughs> and this year, when it was covered, it was okay, here's what you could have. Or you could give the entire tribe a feast of yeah. lamb shack or shack? Whatever. What did I say? Lamb shank. 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 Sorry. And you can also beans. have a shack of lamb. Too. You can have wow. Sorry. For that lamb shank. I'm so, I, it believe was, it was, yeah. I believe it was veal. But it was all positive. Where yeah. was the negative stuff? They used to do, oh, More here's a glass of seawater. You know, or, or the shower. There was no shower. It was kind of a the, yeah. Well, I, there was no shower because who shower. did you want to see shower? <laughs> well, Malcolm, baby. That is. That Even is, Malcolm, that's true. That Ours is, is ve- Kim, and everyone loved that one. Yeah. Well, that, let's talk about that really quickly, though, because that is very true. There aren't a lot of hot girls left on the season, really none at all. And last season, at the point of the auction, there were a lot of really attractive girls left. So it makes more sense. Oh, let's put a shower in there for ratings. True. Right. Although Malcolm is. Mm. Fantastic. And mm. and um, as a straight man, I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> you also like Peter Tribal, too. That's right. Oh, Peter's yeah. handsome yeah. as well. Peter mm. looked quite <laughs> nice. I think for me, as a, as a gay male spectator, I think this is probably the least attractive season. I don't think any of the guys are good looking. Every now and then a white guy will catch my eye, but <laughs> nobody this season. And then, who did I have to choose from? What was his name? Artist. Artist. Terrible. Oh, yeah. oh, and then Russell Swan. Yeah. I'm into the brothers for all those you don't know, but this season, Survivor, you let me down. I'm counting oh on season counting on season twenty six. I wonder who's coming back. I don't know if that's common knowledge yet. You do? I've been reading the blogs. I don't want to give anything away. So this challenge, Abby, Abby, Abby. She actually played the game. She mm-hmm. sat back. She looked hungry. Everybody's hungry, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Um, she sat back and just waited. Um, I thought it was interesting that the the four that were in the Final Four alliance, um, Malcolm and Denise and Scoop and, and Lisa, they all had no problem bidding for food right away. Well, mm-hmm. Le- no, Lisa. Remember we were well, saying, I was Lisa saying, was Lisa's going to hold out. She's the player here. She's going to hold out, hold out, hold out. And then she didn't. That's what we thought. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Abby, though, Abby did hold off. And, and mm-hmm. she, got, she got a clue. And the clue, well, the clue actually was just, uh, it just told her that come time for the immunity challenge, um, she would be automatically in the, the final three, the final round of the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, we find out that she's, she's got a little trick up her sleeves, um, which we'll talk about in a second. I don't want to get to that yet because that's really exciting. We're but, teasing mm-hmm. it. <laughs> right, right. So good. Um, and then it goes back to, they're back at camp and Lisa's talking and, and I, I love this. She quoted the Bible. And then she said, it's something about swine in the mm-hmm. Bible. And she goes, I'm not calling Abby a pig. However, 
I love a good Christian woman who's not afraid to throw the Bible around and, and you call names. <laughs> she said something about throwing. What don't was it, don't like be throwing, throwing out pearls. pearls uh, something with don't the swine. Don't throw pearls at swine. Don't yeah, throw yeah, pearls yeah. at swine. There you go. Something to that effect. Um, what I find <laughs> fascinating about Lisa is that she apologizes after basically calling Abby swine. Uh, did, but I don't. I wasn't calling her swine. But she just did call her swine. She did. Well, the interesting thing about Lisa, and we've seen this the last few episodes, and it definitely happens at the end of tonight's episode, she is really great at And I can't figure out yet if I think she's really actually playing the game as well as she is. If she actually is, it's one of the greatest games of Survivor I've ever seen. I don't think she is, though. I think she's naive, but does not realize the power that she has over people. She is manipulating people to play... Pl- to play a certain way um, and, to, and to break alliances and to stab people in the back without her actually having to do it. I'm going to call bullshit on that one. Because you know why? She's being passive-aggressive, and I love you, Lisa Wenchel, but there's part of me thinking like, oh my god, even Penner said, cut the crap. She's like, oh, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, I don't want to backstab, but she's backstabbing. She is being a flip-flopper in the game. She's being passive-aggressive. But I don't she's know pretending she... that she doesn't want to be the bad person. I don't know, though. I don't... She is playing the game. I don't know. She's she... been a fan of the show. She's been watching Survivor. She even admitted I think she doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings because okay, she then. knows what she's doing. Okay, then. you. Really I'm just saying. I'm like, why is there... I like I you, Lisa, but there's something about you. I just don't believe. Sounds like you're... <laughs> yeah, so as if she has a mild case of schizophrenia with the, the mastermind kind of in the back pulling strings on, on, well, the, I, on the, the, the character. Uh, here's that another perspective, presented. though, because I think that, and you could probably attest to this, both okay. of you, the game isn't what you expect it to be. When you get Not out there, all. everything's tossed upside down. You become yes. a person that you never expected to become, and you do things you didn't think you could do in the real world. Um, having said that, though, I do know people that are kind of like her that... that I grew up in a, in a religious community in the Midwest, and the good, you know, you know, heart of the earth, whatever the, the phrase hey, is, good people, you know. <laughs> I grew up in the Midwest. Yeah, there's good people though, yeah. but you put them in the situation, and and like like we said, she's gone through some personal stuff. She just came out of a divorce, coming into the show. She's finding her voice again, um, and it's very possible that she is genuinely going through all of this. I personally believe that you guys can disagree that she is being herself. And it's not a strategic decision to play the game the way she is in in terms of being herself. Not that she's getting lucky, but I feel like it's going amazing for her because, like what you said, Christina, she's being herself, which is then making other people do all the work. But she's the one starting the domino to go down. Right. And I think it's kind of coming together for her in a way that she's not even planning. Mm -hmm. And it's going like almost a luck factor that in just being herself, this amazing strategy that we're looking at is Unfolding. Well, because if you look know. at you look at Kim from last season, she knew exactly mm-hmm. what she was doing mm-hmm. every step of the way. She manipulated everyone, and she knew it. Or, or a lot of what poverty did the same thing. Women, women that do well on the show, they tend to know exactly what they're doing. I feel like Lisa. I feel like there's a lot of luck involved. I feel like she's just kind of like eh, I don't really know what's going on. But also, there's something inside of her that's coming out that it seems like it's kind of new to her. This side of her, this tough woman who's standing on her own now for the first time in her life, and, and I'm sure CBS loves this because it's a great story. <laughs> Which is Jeff kind of alluded to it in Final Tribal, uh-huh. where he he asked Lisa to kind of recall yep. a moment in her life previous where she had to make a decision like this. I don't mm-hmm. want to cry just yet, you guys. 
I don't want to cry just yet, but I do want to take a moment to remind <laughs> you guys that the holidays are just around the corner. And if you guys have some holiday shopping to do, we ask that you go to AfterBuzzTV.com. There is a banner at the top of our uh, our, uh, our website that is for Amazon. If you click on that banner and then make your purchases, it doesn't cost you guys a dime. It takes two seconds, one extra click, and by doing so, um, AfterBuzz gets a little bit of a kickback, and it helps us keep the studio running, keep the lights on, keeps us having these fantastic guests in studio and covering shows like Survivor and 40-some other shows that we're covering this uh, this fall season for you guys. So if you guys can make your purchases uh, through Amazon.com on AfterBuzz TV's website, we really appreciate it. We love you guys so much. Thank you. <laughs> That's my Amazon plug. You like that? <laughs> Fantastic. I, I'd like to comment one more thing about Lisa's. Yeah. And I like watching Survivor because in Survivor... You're, when you're actually out there, you're, you're faced with challenges that you're typically not faced with, whether they be physical or challenges that, that test your moral compass. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're seeing with Lisa is you're seeing a woman who's been kind of steeped in her faith for a, for a long period of time, and now she comes to these crossroads. And mm-hmm. you get to see, like, how much is she being what it is she believes in and how much is this other part of her fear-based, all right, let me plan it, let me do it. And then you get to see where kind of everything, the chips fall, which is fascinating. And so I think that's what we're all picking up on. It's like, wow, there's this part of her that thinks she has to do it. And then there's this part of her that believes in these ideals of, yeah. of faith. And you get to see where they all fall. Not, none of them are right or wrong, but you just get to yeah. watch it. And I think, we all go, I think we all go through it to a degree at some point in our lives. She's just doing it on national television yeah. a little bit later in her life. I think that I'm, I'm a... I'm a firm, firm believer uh, of, of balance in everything in life. Um, I, I, I think that people, you may be raised atheist, you may be raised hardcore evangelical Christian, or whatever faith it is or non-faith you are. At, at some point in your life, y- you always question it. Whether mm-hmm. you don't believe in anything, there comes a point in your life, maybe you have your first child and you think, well, maybe there is a God. Maybe there's something out there. Maybe there's a greater something. Or, on the other end of it, if you're raised in a very, very you know Christian or whatever household, there comes a point in your life where you're like, eh, I don't know if I'm so big on this God thing anymore. Um, and you have time to kind of go through it privately. For me, when I came out in my early 20s, I went through that process and I figured out exactly what I feel. And it's, it's, it's a constant evolution. For Lisa, she's doing it on a top 10 rated show, you know, that, that millions of people are watching every single week. And it's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like whether she is playing the game or not, the emotions that are coming out of her are genuine. Do, yeah. Can we agree on that? Well, Absolutely. the emotions are yeah. definitely Agreed. genuine, but I don't. Her saying that, oh, I don't mean to, and I and I agree with her. She probably doesn't mean to, but she is, she knows what she's doing. She has to do it in order to survive. Like for her saying, like, oh, oh yeah, um, I don't I don't doubt that she knows what she's doing. I what I she struggles what, with it. Exactly. She struggles think, with it because yeah. she thinks that she's gonna break a promise to someone else. But that's all part of the game and everything. And she, but she doesn't know that her being a flip flop. She's also. Backstabbing and lying to someone else, but watching so I guess, some, but watching other people do it for years and years, and then having to actually yeah. do it yourself are two very different things. I yeah, think. I think I think when you watch it on television, you don't understand exactly what's happening out there. I mean, Survivor only one person wins, you know. And, and I sure. always tell people who are going on Survivor who call me and say, "Hey, I'm going on. What's your advice?" I always say, <laughs> "Figure out how you want to play the game before you get out there, because you don't want to have a Lisa situation." Understand what's your strategy yeah. morally going in, and then you know, and then it's really easy to play the game because you know that all right, here's my boundaries. Yeah. But if you don't know, like I think I think Lisa was really unprepared for exactly how it was going to test her moral. I think she, she and didn't. And I have to ahead. applaud to you, Aris, because you did not manipulate or backstab only probably like once 
in the whole entire game, and you play the game true and honest. So, well, and, that's, and it's I, hard. I think that's the big decision as someone watching the show. Lisa didn't go in with the, the mindset of I'm not going to be moral. You know, there's a difference of playing the game if you're going to play with morals. I personally believe Survivor having a moral compass is bullshit. I think it's a game. I think you don't have to play with a moral compass, and I think that's kind of a a parameter that people put on as a scapegoat to, you know, you weren't honest and you weren't. So people who do lie, who do make decisions, who make alliances and go back on them, I think that's great. I think that's part of the game. Lisa, like you said, did not make that decision going in. Mm-hmm. Whereas if people go in making that decision, I think it's fine. I it's mean, I don't think it's wrong to lie and to make alliances and break them on Survivor. I think it's interesting that you say that, though, because it, it's... That having that sort of mentality, I think, can get you cast on Survivor. Yeah. Very, very rarely though does that person ever win. But it's also the way but, you do it. Look no. at how look at how Kim did it last I season. I know, but she well, did it with tech. She's I, an outlier. I get. I get she's that. An outlier. You don't see very many winners. Yeah, exactly. With tact, if you can yeah. do it with tact, not, then you can win. Not many people have yeah. what Kim has. Yeah. Uh, Kim could sell ice to an Eskimo. Yeah. You know, my grandpa used to say that I have that quality. Certain people can just talk to you and make you feel so comfortable yep. with whatever mm-hmm. bullshit they're feeding you, and she has that. Most people who've won Survivor, I've met most of them. They're good people, yeah. and they're and they didn't play the game. You look at Russell Hance; he's one of those guys who, God love him, he could he could do well most seasons of Survivor, but he's never no, ever never. ever going to win the no, show. Never he never could. He's no. just yeah. evil. You know, almost never does my favorite person win, <laughs> but usually the nice person wins. If it comes, if you can get to like that top three or top four, and you're a nice enough person, you're probably going to win because usually assholes make it to the end because. Whoever, if you're thinking, you bring assholes yeah. with you to the finale. And there's a difference, yeah. I think, between being an asshole than being strategic. Mm-hmm. And I think Kim versus Russell is a perfect kind of illustration of that. I, don't I think, agree. I don't think Lisa's an asshole. <laughs> she's definitely yeah. not no, an no, asshole. No, Lisa's no, she's no. amazing. She's Lisa's America's yeah. sweetheart. Yeah. She really, except for nobody out there knows who she is. Honestly, though, looking at, the, look at, the, at the remaining, like we were saying, the remaining cast, it's a bunch of great people left in terms of, I think we would, I would be happy if anybody but Abby or Carter wins. I would be happy with a Denise, Malcolm, Lisa, or Penn, I mean, or uh, Scoopin win. I'm nope. surprised that Denise hasn't said anything to Lisa and identified her as Lisa Wendell or Blair. I don't think people care. Yeah, I don't think that has a big impact at this point in the game. And let's talk about Denise for just a quick moment because... Let's call her Denise for the rest of the Denise, (laughs) right? Thank you, Penner. Um, (laughs) It's really interesting to me how the last couple of episodes... And this is what's so genius about Survivor. I was so sure that she was my favorite player by far. For weeks and weeks and weeks, I loved Denise. And I still do. Um, But... Last week, it's kind of like, you know how you go through a breakup in life? Maybe somebody, like, cheats on you, and you beat them up and beat them up and beat them up for it. And at some point... You gotta let it go. (laughs) At some point, though, it flips, and you're no longer the victim. They kind of become the victim. It's kind of happening with Denise and Abby right now, where Denise kind of pounded her last week, and then she's been really rude in all these challenges and in Mm -hmm. camp. And now, all of a sudden, I'm kind of, like, looking at Denise a little differently. I'm like, Denise, you know what you're doing. Back off a little bit. Well, and I think mm-hmm. the, the game has changed in terms of I was rooting for Abby this week because, yes, she's the underdog. Mm-hmm. She also made a smart decision with the clue at the immunity idol. Very smart. We, yeah. Knowing if she won immunity that we'd have a great tribal council. I was rooting for Abby as a fan because it would be a better episode. It would be more fun for the game than just to see her lose immunity and go home. And isn't mm-hmm. it very interesting to see how 
people change when their backs aren't against the wall anymore. Because mm-hmm. we loved Denise and Malcolm for so long because they were they on were the way the out, always. Mm-hmm. Now they've been in a power position for a couple of weeks, and it's interesting to see how much confidence they have. And Malcolm, I think, is still a pretty cool, chill kind of guy. Whereas mm-hmm. Denise, she's yeah, she's getting a little big for her britches, and I'm kind of like, uh, it's kind of fun to see Abby kind of fight back a little. Yeah, it is. It's also interesting, the, the kind of the same thing we talked about with Lisa with Denise. You know, Denise is a therapist, mm-hmm. and so she spends her whole day kind of helping people figure out their world. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden the tides turn for her. So she's without food, without water, without sleep, deprived of all these things. And now, which is on her front door is Abby, who I can't imagine how frustrating she must have been to be out there with. But now you're seeing Denise doesn't have necessarily the, the tools to mm-hmm. actually let go, which I'm, I'm sure is something that she probably shares with her her clients. So you see that Survivor is a really physically exhausting game and that's why it's so fascinating because it literally strips everything away so you get to see what's left like okay I really do have this personality trait which with in Denise's case is she has a really difficult time forgiving clearly yeah mm-hmm. you know obviously or a great um, observation yeah. Yeah. I think that the most interesting thing about Survivor and this is why in my mind Survivor could go on for a hundred seasons it's such a unique game that that they change it up every now and then. They do Exile Island, or they do they do Heroes versus Villains. They change the theme every now and then. Um, but the core of what Survivor is is the contestants mm-hmm. and the interactions with the different survivors. Yeah. Um, and that changes every single season. Sometimes you know, sometimes it's like lightning. It's amazing television. Sometimes seasons are a little bit slow, but. You can't really, you never know until they actually get out there and start playing the game. And that's what keeps it so interesting. There's no other show like that on mm-hmm. TV. You look at these other reality competition shows that have been out for, you know, a long time. You look at Big Brother and you look at The Amazing Race and they're all great in their own right. I know we're all fans of them. But Survivor <laughs> is such a unique game. There's never been anything like it on television. Yeah. And I don't think there ever could be. No. I, I, I love the show. Agreed. Agreed. What were you going to say? I'm Amen. so sorry. No, I, I no, I agree with you completely because you don't even get the situation where everything is taken away from you and you kind of are left out to like survive on your own dealing with people that you normally would not ever interact with ever in your life. You would normally just walk away from them. You'd walk away. You're like, you're crazy. You'd, I'm yeah, out of here. You'd walk away. You'd buy a coffee. You'd get a donut. <laughs> you'd take care of all the things that you take normally a walk put on the in beach. your body. <laughs> yeah, and the coffee and donut wouldn't cost you $200. Yeah, exactly. You like can't go to the auction. Let's just, let's just take a moment to point out that Denise spent $500 on pancakes and, and bacon, bacon and some orange juice and the first thing she ate was the butter. <laughs> she she picked up butter. a chunk of butter and start eating it. Yeah. I, I can't love, blame her for that. I love her for that. <laughs> That's kind of cool, right? When I, I, when, I, when I came back from Survivor, the, <laughs> the first meal I had was an In-N-Out Double Double, but then <laughs> the next thing I had was pancakes um, hmm. and butter. But what I would do is I would take, and this happened for like two months after my season. It's probably why I looked so fat come my finale. <laughs> but I'd take a stick of butter and I'd put it in a Pyrex jar and then pour pure maple syrup in the Pyrex jar and microwave it oh for God. 10 seconds. <laughs> And then drink it. Wow. Because my body Hello, wanted fat and sugar. That's all my body wow. wanted. All I craved at the end of my show, we were out there for a little over a month, was uh, lemonade with ice. And kind of I wanted popcorn. But I really, 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 really craved. I'm not a huge lemonade drinker. But the idea of something cold with yeah. ice in it, because we didn't have anything like that the entire time, I just craved. And I wanted the sugar, I think. 
Isn't mm. that weird? The things yeah, you crave. Amazing. You have no I was idea. I craving sugar a lot too, and yeah. peanut butter, mainly like chocolate cake. I ate so much ice cream when I came back. Did you guys talk about food a lot on your seasons? Oh yeah, because that was like the dominant conversation. For food, us. food the whole time. We talked about the blisters in our feet and how we had open wounds all over our body. <laughs> you guys are moving a lot too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is like a fun game. I know. Show to it, be on. it wasn't. That shit got canceled after one season. <laughs> Speaking of moving, moving right along. All right, let's get on to Abby in this clue. Yes. Let's talk about this. For a little bit because it's really interesting. She she gets this clue. She goes off on the beach and reads it alone. And like like we said, it says that she's going to get an advantage in the next challenge. Mm-hmm. However, she wakes up the next morning. She's like, I'm ready to play the game. She's talking to the camera in her confessional and she's saying she's going to create a fake idol. Well, Brilliant. it looks like she uh, and we've seen it work before. Um, mm-hmm. And she went away. It looks like she was doing it and she was trying to be all sneaky and like look like she was hiding stuff from people when they were walking by. And then she sat there. She laid on the beach with Malcolm, was Malcolm. It? and told mm-hmm. him. And this is where I feel like she oversold it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you can read people at all, you could tell that she was lying because she was a little bit too like, well, you guys better not, you better plan to vote for somebody else because I have an idol now. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Just show it then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I thought it was an interesting... I, I was proud of her yeah. for kind of deciding to play the game because she was kind of not doing it for a while. Yeah. What I loved, too, when going into the challenge was she not only pretended that she had an idol with Malcolm, but then she created this aura that she that there was an idol out there by saying, I have two parts to this clue. Yes. Yeah. I have two parts to this clue, but I have to only read one of them, so I'm just going to read the part I have to read. And then she read that, okay, I'm moving on to the final round, but then what am I going to do now? I'm going to tear up the clue so you all can't see what the second part is. Everybody thinking it's a clue to a hidden idol. Were you guys nervous as I was? Because I swore Jeff Probst was going to call her out on it. No, he loved it. He loved it. He let it happen. And I thought you were going to do an Abby Maria accent too weird. No, no. I can't do that. I felt like the look on her face was just sheer terror. Like she didn't know if he was going to call her out. Because if I had the balls to do that, I'd be so scared still. Like, okay, he's going to be like, is that really what it says, Abby? And had he done that, I mean, what would she have done? She'd be, it's too late. I ripped it up. You can't see it anymore. (laughs) But it was genius. I, I was like cheering for her that she came up with this out-of-the-box strategy and idea that's hopefully, you know, we'll maybe see if it plays a role. Even if it doesn't, good for her for coming up with that idea and creating this idea that there was this extra idol out there. I love, and it's not like it's a completely new, unheard-of idea on Survivor, but I love when people do something creative that we don't see very often. And I also think that she played to her strength. You notice that she she didn't try to speak in the narrative of the writer of the note, right? Mm -hmm. She she just said, well, it says I only have to read (coughs) one part of this. Excuse me. Yeah. Whereas if she didn't do that and she actually tried to make up some yeah. of the words that might have been on that page, you'd really see it because of her cultural upbringing. Mm. She probably wouldn't have been able to mimic the survivor note writer. Would have been funny though. <laughs> <laughs> you, know what, you know what else is funny? I decided to sneeze and I covered, but I still leaned towards you instead of leaning out. Oh. I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> instead was, of leaning away from my lovely co-host. Thank it you. Was, I thought it was genius, and I liked it. And we'll see if it actually plays a, a, a part in next week's strategy. But then going on to the challenge. She made it to the third round, and uh, we all know what the result was there. Yeah, let's talk questionable, about this. Questionable build. Yeah. <laughs> let's what talk was about- questionable about it? It's, well. okay, from, okay, from somebody who's not been on the show and can say this, because I've never been under contract with CBS, it looks like that shit was set up for her. <laughs> it looks like they're like, okay, we need to keep her around for good ratings.
scenes because <laughs> they've been giving her one of those types of edits where they'll bring her back in a heroes versus villains season someday. And it seems to me, <laughs> some, as somebody who's a pessimist maybe, um, that they're like, okay, what can we do that she could win? <laughs> Untie string. <laughs> that was the whole third part of the challenge. Well, this is what the challenge, the first part and second part where we're navigating yourself. You're clipped to ropes and you have to go through all these obstacles and get through it and it's challenging physically and you got to push through. Then all of a sudden, the third part, you would think that you would be clipped to a rope and have and to do the same exact up. thing. But instead, all it was was untying knots and moving from spot to spot, untying knots. And it was completely different than the first two parts. And it wasn't like, because um, when we first looked at it before we understood what the actual challenge was, it looked like it could be one of those things where you have to have a lot of upper body weight and pull yourself over, over things. No, not at all. And who can untie knots easier than somebody with tiny little hands like a girl? <laughs> it's perfect for her. I mean, I, if, yeah, I, if you and I... Oh, were I was so good at untying knots. Yeah, there's no way. That was, like, perfect. I'd be awful. <laughs> yeah, these meat hooks didn't do me so well. <laughs> but, uh, but I will say that, um, you know, Survivor, it, it kind of plays on archetypes and, and themes. And, and when you looked at this challenge, like you mentioned, the theme was you're attached via clip to a mm-hmm. rope. And for it to just end like that, you got to wonder if they said, okay, well, let's scrap the rope. And, and make sure that Abby gets gets a chance gets to the end of this thing. And yeah. as a viewer, I don't mind. I love it. It's great. But, but then you also have to look at you have to look at Penner. Penner made some bad choices the last mm-hmm. two episodes. This mm. this episode as well. Penner had to know that if he had to think, okay, if Abby doesn't doesn't if Abby wins immunity, I'm in trouble. So mm-hmm. I can't let her win. That that should have been his dominant conversation. Which means that at that auction, yep. I'm saving my money and I'm not going to let her gain this advantage. Because let's be honest, if Abby doesn't have that that advantage, she doesn't win. Well, what's yeah. really interesting Agreed. to me that he played such a strong game until the last couple of episodes. Terrible. Yeah. I feel like he just kind of started to... Because a couple of weeks ago, I compared him to Dan from Big Brother last season. <laughs> and I thought he was such a wow. genius manipulator. Wow. And now I'm like, the last couple episodes, I'm like, whoa, yeah. where'd you go? What upset me the most was he was so bitter at Lisa this week for making a deal with Malcolm and Denise and scooping to go Final Four. When Lisa made that You had a option, chance yeah. last week, and we spoke about it adamantly last week on this after show. You had a chance last week to be in a secure Final Three and Final Four deal, but you decided, let's go to six and go from there. Yeah, love in the what season yeah. of Survivor have you seen a group of six people decide, let's go to six and then decide? If you are not in a majority number within a six group alliance, you're out. You're out. And I think I think it's what was also something. This is one of my theories about people who go on Survivor is that some people just don't think they're ever going to win, and I think Penner suffers from that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you look at that decision making process, that's not typical Penner, and so there's got to be something underneath his choice not to come into an alliance going into a six or not to save his money at that auction. I think that there's a, an undercurrent of him just not believing he can go any any further, so he becomes almost flippant with his. I absolutely play. believe in that. It's I a think great I, I believe that most people, most people who go on Survivor, don't think they can actually win it. I think, uh, and that's why if. I actually got on the show. I would feel like if there are 20 people on my cast or 18 or whatever it is, I would feel like my chances are about one in three or one in four. Because there's usually a small handful of people who legitimately, honestly, truthfully believe they can go all the way and do what it takes to win. I think then there's a few other people who think think they they feel that way, but they really deep down, they're like, I can never win this game. But they would never admit that to themselves. I think, you know, Suri is a really good example of that. Great. Mm -hmm. Suri, my season, Mm -hmm. she had to 
basically the, the only thing between her and a million dollars my season was beating Danielle and building a fire. And Sari demonstrated earlier in the day she could build a fire really well. And then it took her 30 minutes mm-hmm. to build her fire when it mm-hmm. when push came to shove. And then the next time she went on, she made it in a situation. She's a nurse, so she works with her hands all the time. She has steady hands. And we've her and I have had this conversation. All she had to do was keep her hands steady and hold this thing. Yeah. And she she lost it. And she is one of my favorites, actually. She's great. Yeah, she's she's great. great. But I think, and we've talked about it since then. It's like something just prevented her from executing which to a degree that she was capable some of. people haven't some people just don't yeah I think also with Penner in addition to that it's also he underestimated the players he was playing with when he turned down turned down Lisa he did not think she would actually go make a deal with someone else this week you know in terms of the auction he's underestimating everybody he I think he thought that he was in such a good position he could actually play this honest game to the end and that was his demise he, he needed to make moves whether it was make those deals and then break them to get to the end he could have argued and he's so good with his words if he would have broke one or two deals here he's a returning player you have to do what you have to do to get to the end and I think I love that you bring that up because mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting this season there are a lot of a lot of players mm-hmm. they're really playing the game well and they're making moves and they're all smart I feel like but he doesn't the, think they're smart that's I think his that's biggest downfall exactly he mm-hmm. assumes that they're not good players and that he's the strategist and that he's going to get to the end. Yeah, he just assumes they're not playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not that he doesn't assume they're yeah. playing. He just assumes they're not playing. Yeah. Like the rest of the world pauses. I think, And I think that's a key to anybody who ever mm-hmm. gets on Survivors. Remember, let's say there's 16 people out there. There's 16 different strategies mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. There's 16 different visions of who's going to be at the end and you have to keep that in mind. Well, the interesting thing is and, and I'm usually really great at picking out pretty early on who I think is going to do well and we look at... Our our uh, what was it? Our draft earlier our in the draft. season. Yeah. All I have left is Carter. I was, <laughs> I was terrible this season. Great pick, man. But that's what's really interesting about this season is that some seasons it gets down to the end and not really until the finale. Sometimes I'm like, I don't really even care. I don't care who wins. I don't like any of these people. All my favorites are gone. Right now, I have about five people that yeah. I really want to see win, and I feel like five people have a legitimate shot at winning. Like, anybody could win this thing. Yeah. Except Abby. Abby can't win it. No way. And, and Carter can't No, but win. she's a great person that's to why, take to the that's final. That's why I had five. You know what? Car- Carter Before could then, totally yeah. win this thing. If, if Carter makes it to the final two, final three, assuming it's a final three, with two people who have backstabbed a, a lot of people along the way, Carter could easily become the 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 lesser of three yeah. evils. But who are those two people? None, that's the thing. Abby the and f- who? Abby, who's the, the other have one? Anyone else. The other ones haven't really backstabbed a lot, which is. I but think, you don't know. I mean, you don't yeah. know how it plays out at the end. And, yeah, true. And, and, Very true. And what you might not know, I don't know true. if you know this, but when people get to Ponderosa, they're, oh, they're, they're talking. talking. One toxic person yeah, yeah, at Ponderosa yeah. can true. shift a jury so yeah. quickly. Totally. True. So, and you know that. You, I mean, I, how did well, you Well, I was the, the last decision? person. In oh, okay. You know, to get voted off and everything, but yeah, that's true. There was a lot yeah. of bitter people out there. Um, Troyzan was bitter. Um, Tarzan was totally bitter too because Tarzan was in alliance with myself and Alicia and Kim, and we all know how that turned out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, but you know, the thing is that we were looking at is um, who played a masterful game, and then also who who lied to who. I looked at it from a perspective, like who played as a good strategist and who really played the game. Other people are thinking like, oh, who lied to me and fact stabbed yeah. me. So, a lot of people take it very personally. They in the do, finale. they do. You yeah, never, it's hard not to. I mean, okay. you look at what, season one, what was her name? Um, Sue. Sue, yeah. to Kelly, saying I wouldn't yeah. spit on you if you were <laughs> you dying in the desert or whatever <laughs> it was. or Whatever it was. Um, and a lot of people take it very, very personally. Um, for those of you who don't know, from if you're a Survivor fan, you guys obviously know what Ponderosa is, but Ponderosa is where survivors go once they're cast off. They stay at a resort, right? For the remainder of the show. No, resort, right? not, not wow. a resort. Depending, depending what Stay season a it is. Yeah, depending what season it is. Um, they used to no stay resort. at really nice places. I guess on our season, they stayed at a big villa. 
um, <laughs> on an island. And then on her season, they stayed in tents. And stayed I think, in tents I, I think, and it, I think it varies depending on what yeah. they have access to. It's actually fun watching the videos online on the CBS website. They yeah. have the videos of when people mm-hmm. arrive at Ponderosa, they get weighed in, and then they meet the rest of the jury, and they show little kind of videos. It's fun. Yeah, on Christina's season, there's a great video of Alicia and Kat they kind of fight. almost coming to blows in the cafeteria. <laughs> well, of, let's let's look at the, yeah. the jury right now. Yeah. That would be the worst Ponderosa on earth. I would not want to be there with <laughs> any of artists, Peter, Jeff. Who else is there now? Um, Penner. RC. RC. I don't mind RC. P. Cool. Yeah, you said Pete. I mean, ugh. Yeah. I would much rather be on the island. I like all the people on the I island. I think this That's jury, true. though, I feel like this jury is not going to be an emotional jury. I feel like this jury is going to be more of like a who played the game, like kind of Christina's season, yeah. where it's not going to be based on who hurt me, I'm not going to vote for them. I feel and hope this jury will be more like who played the best game. Yeah, you well, don't see a lot of bitter faces yeah, on the jury just yet. They're, they're liking it. They're well, enjoying it. Except for it. RC. I think RC is the only one who felt but bitter only, about only, it. But I think she's only bitter really with Abby. Yeah. I think that's right, her issue. Yeah. Well, wait till Abby gets on that jury. That's going to be fantastic. <laughs> she's going to be the last question at Tribal Council. If they're she's smart, on. you bring Abby or Abby to the final three. Absolutely. Is it Abby or Abby? I, I think it's know. Abby. It's Abby yeah, Marie. Are you sorry, friends with her? I am friends with so her. So how not, do you say it? Well, I would, it's Abby. It's <laughs> oh, okay. Abby Marie. And I would say we're not close oh, okay. friends. She's the new Aris associate. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm just assuming it's Abby. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't correct anybody. <laughs> that is too funny. Well, you guys, I want to take a minute to also say thank you to all of our iTunes listeners out there. Um, for you guys who listen to us on our podcast every single week. Um, we have, God, how many? We're in 70-some countries now, over 75 countries. How many downloads? How many downloads are we getting now a week? Do you know? 17 million? We are getting 3.5 million a day. A day. A day. So, so we want to say thank you to you guys for listening to us. Um, and if you guys are listening to us each week, there's a way to do it. Even even make it more easy for you guys. There's a um, an app for your iPhone called Podcast with an S. I have it on mine, so you guys can have all of your favorite AfterBuzz shows automatically downloaded to your phone each week. So that whether you're you know at the gym or doing whatever you do when you listen to us, um, you don't miss a single show. So we really do appreciate it. Please also tell your friends. Get on iTunes. Leave us comments. I just commented back to the other day. I think Christina did also recently. Um, and rate us. Give us five stars. We really really appreciate it. Let us know what you guys think about us um, and what you guys want us to do for the rest of the season. Um, I know, Christina, I think we have a couple more guests we're working on. for the. the we are. We're yeah. working on, I think Troyzan wants to come in in studio next week. It'd be kind of exciting. So, <laughs> yeah. So we want to know what you guys My think. Island. We want to know what you guys think. We're coming down to the finale. It's an exciting season, but we also just want to take a minute to say thank you, guys. We really do appreciate it. We can't do this without you. So no. thank you. Thanks. That was quite the applause from our live studio mm. audience. Just kidding. So this immunity <laughs> challenge. Yeah, I think we hit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Abby won it. Like, yeah. how crazy that she. Anytime is going the into episode the... opens with um, Abby's going to go, a- Abby's next mm-hmm. to go, Abby's next to go, Abby's next to go, she's winning immunity. Well, let's talk about the reactions then <laughs> at the end of the immunity challenge. Denise said, I think I'm going to throw up. I loved that that they just she just ugh. and then they're back at they're back at camp and everybody's scrambling miserable and Abby was pretty quiet she wasn't too cocky I mean she could have been a little chill. yeah she was kind of chill yeah. and then Penner starts to scramble well and it was all set off by Lisa playing her honesty card with Penner she takes him aside and says listen I don't want to do this to you I'm going to be honest with you I'm going to be voting for you I can't break my word I gave you an opportunity last week you didn't budge I don't want you to go home here's your chance go do what you do best yeah. I, li- I like that because it's her magic. When it comes it's down to magic. it, if she's in the finale, she's got Penner's vote. Yeah, you know. She I, don't know. Us- I don't know. About I don't know. I don't know if she has Penner's vote. Who would he vote for other than Scoopin? Malcolm. Really? 
think he'll vote for the biggest gamer. I think I think when he yeah. was saying I'm being very honest, if Denise or Malcolm are in the jury mm-hmm. uh, in on that in that final three, they're winning. I think he meant that. Here's I, the I thing. Think he mm-hmm. Here's he the thing, the though. The game. I don't know that Malcolm is really that impressive. He's not really even winning the immunity challenges now, no. um, and he's not really making a lot of bold moves strategically. In all fairness, if we really break it down, I feel like physically, if you take the physical aspect of it out of the game right now, I feel like Lisa's probably the biggest gamer in the game. What I think people are underestimating Scoopin. He's the one who's been making a lot of the calls, making a lot of the decisions, playing this gamer move. So if Nobody's Scoopin. talking about Scoopin. So if Scoopin's a gamer, yeah. what, why, why did Scoopin keep Malcolm and Denise around and not Penner? Yeah, exactly. He, he That's kept, the question. Mm-hmm. What he's going for, I think, is if he gets to the end, he's going to be able to say, I kept my word. I made a Final Four deal. I kept my word. I did not go on it. And that's going to be his argument. I think that's what his sell is going to be. I think you're Even right. if we disagree or not. But he did keep his word. The, the I know. Travel, the yeah. But so I knows? think that's a pretty big risk to take when you could have said, hey, I want to keep Pete and Abby and, yeah. and Penner, who he could probably beat Penner. It's, yeah. I don't know. And it's, I think I think what you were saying about Penner is you look at Denise and Malcolm. Denise gets up there. What does she say? I went to every single tribal council in this game. I lost every time. I survived every single vote. I won challenges. I was a dominant force. I deserve to win. Why would you not vote for Denise? That's true. And you know she's good with words. Yeah. She's going to be she able is. to talk her way. Malcolm is good with words, too. Yeah. And he has a hidden yeah. immunity idol. So yeah. my question is, if I'm a gamer, yeah. I'm no, I agree. And we're going to say Scoopin's a gamer now. Yeah. He has to look at, okay, Malcolm is the one to take out. And if I'm out there, I say, okay, let's pretend like we're taking out Denise. Penner, go ahead and write down deni- or yell out denies as you're walking out. But you're really going to write down Malcolm's yeah, name. No, I agree. Then we knock out the idol and Malcolm, and that seemed to be the biggest. I'm just going to say it. I really, I really don't think Scoopin's really playing that great. Well, of the game. I don't the, either. Here's don't the either. thing, though. Every week, though, Scoopin is the swing vote. He's the person that is making the decision. Every week, Scoopin's vote is who goes home because he's the one in that position. So his argument is: every week, I was the one deciding who went home, whether I lied or didn't lie. I was vote. the pivotal vote every single week. Okay, if if you look at it that way, he was. Lisa doesn't vote for the person who goes home every week, but you know what? That means she doesn't have people pissed off at her on the jury. Yeah, so Lisa, that's right. Lisa can easily yeah. make the argument. Yeah, I didn't Scoop vote for in. you. I didn't. They all argument. have good arguments. Yeah. <laughs> she can say she can yeah. say she can she can point at Scoop yeah. and say I made you as Penner like say the fulcrum point yeah. of those tribals. Yeah, and still manage to keep my word. Yep. Which, if you break that down philosophically, is a little bit of a. Uh, yeah. There's some, it's yeah. all about perspective, and that's what's really interesting yeah. about this. How interesting was it, like, watching the votes? It all comes out to be Penner and then Denise, and Malcolm didn't even protect Denise. Like, what What, what do you think was happening over there, that whole conversation? He was so confident that He's it so was going to be the four versus two, three. If he plays his idol or gives it to Denise, he's then signaling to Lisa, I don't trust yeah. you. Right. So there's, there's, I think there's times, pivotal times in a game where you have to take a leap of faith yep. mm-hmm. and show your trust in people. And oh, that, that was one of those. That does mm-hmm. make sense, actually. I never thought of it yeah, that it's way. True. Because uh, who was it that a week or so ago they said that the, it wasn't so much about, the game isn't so much about how much you trust others, but how much they trust you. That's mm-hmm. even more mm-hmm. important. That's something that most people overlook. I mean, yeah. Penner who said that. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I like that though. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. So he's he's basically. Just but yeah, it's like Abby showed to her at tribal council. I don't trust you, so she made the switch. She made right. the move. Whereas yeah. if he did give the idol to Denise, it shows. Hey, I don't. Yeah. Then she could switch next week. I, I want to go back a few episodes though. I think Malcolm's biggest mistake he made so far was keeping his idol. Yeah. I think hmm. when he showed it, he should have played it, mm-hmm. or he should have just thrown it in the fire and Why? not played it. And I think he should have done that because. He is setting himself up to have more people planned behind his back, mm-hmm. even people in his own alliance who are going to be afraid of him. 
than if he just gets rid of it and you know washes his hands it's true the idol's a tricky thing though Mm -hmm. it's in every single season that has a completely different significance and you never really know how it's going to play out um and it also depends who has it what point of the season they have it abby having an idol and malcolm having an idol were two very different things Mm -hmm. obviously um so it's weird and that's again that's the great thing about the show i can't stress how much i love the show Every single episode is completely different. You know, there's some things, there's some commonalities, obviously, throughout, you know, some themes throughout all of Survivor, but things can change all the time. Sometimes they don't, and that doesn't excite us as, as, yeah. as viewers, but sometimes it really does change in ways that you just don't, you never could have seen. And that's yeah. cool after 25 seasons. And I love it's all perspective, too. Like, we could all go throughout all the, the players and give arguments on why they should or shouldn't win. And it's whoever can do that the best is going to be the one that wins. And we argue to the bitter end. Like, I've got some <laughs> vested interest in, in, in Lisa Welchel now all of a sudden, who I <laughs> haven't thought about since the 19, you know, early 90s, probably. And now all of a sudden I'm, like, arguing with people, like, no, she deserves the million dollars. Like, that's what's so cool about it, that we actually care so much. And now all of a sudden, a, a week ago, I was ready to, you know, Send Abby to the slaughterhouse. Now I'm like, uh, I don't mind seeing her. She makes great TV. (laughs) But I think, I think also it should be noted that most seasons of Survivor, you're not doing much convincing when you get to that final tribal. Mm -hmm. People's decisions have been made. Christina, you can you can speak to that. Did you know you're going to vote Kim walking in, or were you really open to what people said? Wait, in the beginning of the jury? <laughs> no, no yeah, like, like the final. The final? Did you know you were writing Kim? I knew I was going to write Kim. Yeah. So there was the no whole, convincing yeah. actions. So, I mean, yeah. So you, you Chelsea, basically made Sabrina, your convincing really? throughout yeah. the season. Yeah. It's actions. Yeah. I mean, who was, who was the other one? Sabrina? Sabrina and Chelsea. I well, mean. Chelsea didn't even have a fight for it. She just basically said, give it to Kim. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and Sabrina? Kim. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Sabrina didn't do anything, so it was Kim. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> oh, All Lord. Right. So do we have, do we, let's, let's go into some predictions for the upcoming upcoming week. I'm going to start with Aras. Uh, what do you expect from next week? Oh, wait. Oh, wow. We have special effects here in the studio, <laughs> eh? That's exciting. Um, next week, who do I think is going to go home? Um, gosh. Uh, I, I don't know. I, let, me, let me think about that while you guys go around. I really want to take, take a guess. I've, I'm going to go with, in terms of who not, I, I keep going with Lisa's going to win this, this season. That's my and prediction. who do you think going home? Going home next, next week? week? Carter. Abby. Yeah. Carter. Done. She's done. You think so? Yeah, she's done. Hmm. I think I think the smart move would be to keep Abby to the very end. I and, think so, And too. get rid of somebody next week. Get rid of Malcolm or get rid of or even Denise mm-hmm. um, I think that what will probably happen because people are afraid to ruffle feathers in this game too often when it gets this close to the end yeah. I think Abby's probably gone I think her luck probably ran out I think this was her big farewell episode they gave her a great edit this episode I think it's too good to be true I don't think she could ever win an immunity challenge without another huge advantage like tonight I yeah. think they're going to take Abby all the way to the final and they're going to take Whoa. Carter out because Penner was his only alliance. Carter didn't have a true alliance with Lisa or with Scoopin. He's just kind of sitting He's there. a physical threat now. He's a physical threat. He's good at challenges, but he's not very good with his words. Hmm. Here's what I predict. Yeah, I, predict I predict Malcolm goes home. Scoopin. Scoopin. Wow. Carter and Abby <gasps> blindside Malcolm. Lisa knows about it, but doesn't go <gasps> that way. And Denise has no idea. I like the show. I like the show you're writing right now because that would be. I'd be like, <gasps> well, that's that's why. That's why he won. You will be calling in if that happens next week. Yeah, I'll call you guys. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So next week's a big episode. I want to thank you so much for stopping by. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, are you on Twitter? 
I am, yeah. Honest music. Fantastic. And where are you at, Justin? Justin F. Walter on Twitter. Christina? Christina underscore Cha. You guys can follow me on Twitter at underscore AJ Gibson. My website is ajgibson.tv. I want to thank you guys for stopping by. Thank you again to Otis for stopping by as well. Um, we're going to try to get who do we have in the studio next week? Troyzan. Troyzan said he wants to be here. Fingers crossed, you guys. Keep tuning in. We'll see you at the same time, uh, same place next week. Take care. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.